You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It's Thursday, March 15th, and we're talking Pirates baseball. Pleased to be joined by Bucks reporter for MLB.com, Adam Berry. Thanks, as always, Adam, for taking some time with us. Let's start right now. You're at the game Thursday afternoon watching the Pirates and Joe Musgrove on the hill making his first start with the Bucks. How's he looking so far? Yeah, well, we're, uh, we're speaking here and heading into his third inning, and the first two were were pretty good. He got a heck of a challenge to start. Now, the first three batters he faced were Brett Gardner, Aaron Judge, and Giancarlo Stanton. So, you know, welcome to the Grapefruit League, I guess. Uh, he gave up a, a RBI double to Judge off the wall. May have been a high fly ball with Starling Marte out there in center field. Uh, Marte may have gotten to it, but then he responded well. Struck out Stanton, uh, struck out Didi Gregorius, uh, just uh, had another strikeout in the second inning, and it looks pretty good. You know, it's kind of consistent with what he has said to us. Uh, despite the shoulder discomfort that slowed him down earlier this spring, uh, you know, he feels good. Uh, he's confident he can help this team in the rotation. Uh, the stuff looks sharp. Uh, granted, it's just two innings in spring training, but uh, he's looked good so far. <laughs> Let's see what happens in the third inning to see if uh, we're, this is uh, derailed. But uh, it's a good start for Joe Musgrove. Yeah, absolutely. And he obviously has more responsibility now going to a younger team and more opportunity even than he did with the Astros. Uh, a veteran will get the nod on opening day, Ivan Nova's first career opening day start. Um, the guy at times, as you wrote about, he had to fight, you know, for a roster spot back in other teams he's been on, and now he's getting the opening day nod. Um, do you, what type of mindset does he have going into the season? Have you noticed leadership qualities with him being that number one guy right now? Yeah, he's definitely been kind of a, a quiet leader for this rotation. It's not a group that requires, uh, you know, a lot of straightening out despite their youth. You know, Jameson Tyone, Chad Cool, Trevor Williams, all those guys have, you know, Joe Musgrove obviously have really good heads on their shoulders, very smart guys, uh, do their do their work, work hard, um, take it very seriously. So Nova's kind of a lead by example, you know, sort of quiet type. But, uh, you know, he also knows that there's room for improvement on his end heading into this season, despite the fact that he did get the opening day start. You know, he had a rough second half. So uh, as he talked about really in-depth, at length, and in kind of an interesting way, uh, sort of the things that he's working on uh, this spring because he does have that freedom uh, to tweak some things and to experiment in games where he doesn't have to be tied down to the results, even though fans may be concerned when they see them. You know, there are things going on that aren't just uh, pure results based down here. He's working on throwing inside a little bit more. Uh, you know, he's working on uh, just sort of mixing up his uh, pitch mix and trying to improve against lefties, uh, you know, working on his changeup a little bit more, just sort of trying to, develop a plan B and a plan C in case plan A that worked so well from the time he joined the Pirates until the, you know, the end of the first half last year is not there for him. So uh, it's kind of a a little bit of a freeing experience for Nova, just being sort of that veteran guy for a change. Unlike when he was here at Yankees camp, when he was constantly wondering if he was going to be in the rotation and the bullpen, have his starts get there, whatnot. So Nova's in a pretty good place. The numbers may say otherwise so far this spring, but uh, he and manager Clint Hurdle are pretty confident about where he stands. Yeah, let's take a step back, look big picture now. Clint Hurdle and this whole team going forward, obviously a tough year last year, didn't make the playoffs the last couple seasons after making it a few three years in a row. How does uh, the fans and everyone react when a guy like Andrew McCutcheon's traded in the offseason, Garrett Cole is gone, and there seems to be this rebuild idea. 
How would you respond to fans that say, you know, why the rebuild now when we were just in the playoffs a few years ago? Yeah, I mean, their argument, the front office's argument is going to be that this is not a rebuild. You know, this is a a retooling period where they don't, uh, you know, necessarily expect to take a giant step back. And you could point out that the last two years what they had wasn't working. So it was time to reconsider some things. They feel confident in the young core that they have. Uh, Guys like Starling Marte, Gregory Polanco, Josh Bell, all the pitchers I just mentioned before, Felipe Rivero at the back end of the bullpen, the prospects they have coming up like Austin Meadows, who we saw earlier this spring, um, Mitch Keller in double-A over in minor league camp. But, you know, they've got some guys that they feel like could be a part of their next good Pirates team, and that's not that far away. So there's confidence, I think, uh, within the organization. Certainly it was disappointing for, for guys to see players like McCutcheon and Cole leave just based on their track records and success that they had here at Pittsburgh. Uh, and things like that. But, you know, I think there is certainly a plan. Uh, you know, it's why they didn't go out and trade for young, low-level prospects. It's why they went out and they got a Musgrove. They went out and they got Colin Moran, uh, somebody like Kyle Crick and Michael Feliz for the bullpen. They tried to sort of fill needs for the present and, uh, you know, near-term future uh, without sacrificing the long-term. So, you know, it might be frustrating for fans to see, and I completely understand that, you know, that we're in an era where teams go all in. You know, and sometimes before you go all in, you have to go all out like the Astros and Cubs have done in the past. But, you know, the Pirates are pretty confident in the plan that they have right now and that, you know, you know if they can get through uh, this season, you know, see some development and some growth from their young guys, you know, they'll be able to compete and then, you know, ideally uh, contend going forward on an annual basis without having to, to play through those cycles of, you know, contending and tearing down and whatnot that we've seen others do. It, it'll be interesting to see if it works out. I think their plan is definitely different than a lot of others have right now, but, uh, you know, it's certainly their strategy. They're very committed to it, and we'll see how it goes. Talking with Adam Berry, Pirates reporter for MLB.com. And, Adam, really maybe accelerate this process of retooling and getting back to the postseason. Clearly the younger guys and the prospects, how much they develop, how quickly they develop, uh, will be key to that prospect, uh, that process. Talk about a few of those prospects, a couple guys that I've read about that you've talked about, Colin Moran, Kevin Kramer. They've hit the ball well this spring. How soon can we expect to see those guys contributing at the big league level? Well, Colin Moran's going to be the starting third baseman. Uh, it seems like they're going to really give him an opportunity to take that role and run with it. He has looked good this spring. I think he's a better defender. Uh, he's been a better defender down here than we were expecting. You know, he looks smooth. Maybe he's not a flashy guy. You know, he's not Machado or Arenado, but very few of them are. He's going to make the plays that he can. Uh, he's got a strong arm, really accurate arm. It's been uh, pretty impressive to watch so far this spring. And it's a guy who has a good idea of what he's doing at the play. That's sort of the reputation he developed. Over the last year or so in Houston, he obviously has a strong pedigree. You know, he's a former number uh, number six overall draft pick out of college, uh, nephew of B.J. Serhoff. He, he's definitely got a good idea what he's doing up there. The swing changes he made last year, he's very in tune with his swing uh, to add power. Uh, he's just been sort of an impressive guy to watch very quietly go about his business uh, this spring. And Kevin Kramer was actually just reassigned to minor league camp today, um, but that's another kind of swing change guy who's shown a lot more power uh, last year when he was healthy and uh, I think that's a really an interesting bat you know a guy who could play second base maybe some shortstop at least split time between both as a utility type guy uh, hit for some power has always been a high average high on base guy it's a really interesting prospect and then uh, you know the most interesting guy they probably have on the position player side or really just as far as prospect status in in big league camp was Austin Meadows uh, their uh, former first round pick actually the same year as Colin Moran 
uh, he looked good this spring. And I think it goes back to what they've said and what I've kind of seen with my own eyes is that when Meadows is healthy, he's going to be effective. He's, you know, a really interesting athlete. He can hit, he can run, he can hit for power. He's got a strong arm and a quality defender in the outfield, maybe now a left fielder, uh, you know, with Starling Marte in center. Uh, but he's an interesting prospect, and he's going to go back down to AAA. Uh, you know, as Neil Huntington said, when they sent him back down, uh, you know, they, we're still talking about the future with Meadows, but we're a lot closer to the future uh, than it seemed like we were uh, maybe this time last year. So I think he's a guy they hope to, to contribute this year, and if not, he'll be you know, definitely a big part of their long-term picture. Last question for you, Adam. If this team will get back to the postseason and maybe um... – you know, over do better than people's expectations and, mm-hmm. and actually make it back after two years missing the postseason, what would be the one thing that you would say, oh, wow, okay, this is what improved more rapidly than other people thought and got this team back into contention? What would that one thing be on the team? Man, I'm terrible at picking just one thing. <laughs> uh, if I had to pick just one, it would probably be the young starters all taking steps forward. Um, so you're looking at Jameson Tyone being that really capable top of the rotation guy. You're looking at Chad Cool maybe taking the next step and his development to be a mid-rotation type guy who can knock down 180 innings and put up some good numbers. You know, you're looking at Trevor Williams uh, continuing to be what he was last year, just a quality, dependable starter. Um, you know, Joe Musgrove going back into the rotation and showing the potential that he has and the promise and the stuff that he has just over the course of you know, six innings per night instead of one or two uh, per outing like he did out of the Astros' bullpen. And then, you know, maybe you see somebody like Tyler Glass now finally put it all together, and I think he has as much potential as anyone on the staff. We just haven't seen it come together um, in terms of production at the big league level. His numbers in AAA are insane. He just hasn't quite uh, maxed out that control that he needs uh, in the big league. So he's a, another guy that could be a big contributor, could be in the bullpen to start the year, but they still view him as a starter in the long term, same as uh, left-hander Stephen Brault. So that would be probably the one area. The other one that I think is maybe a little bit more uh, within reach that could happen, that can completely carry the lineup in a way that they had not had the last uh, you know, two years, really, is Gregory Polanco coming uh, coming together, sort of putting it, uh, putting it all together for the first time. We're waiting for that breakout year. We saw it for one half of 2016 before injuries really derailed his next year and a half. Um, but Polanco has looked great this spring. It looks like he's in great shape, uh, really athletic, back to being that kind of dynamic athlete. And he's still got that swing that he had in the first half of 16. So if he stays healthy, kind of like Austin Meadows, that's a, definitely a guy to watch as a kind of a, a post-hype breakout guy, as Gregory Polanco playing right field and probably batting somewhere in the middle of their order this season. Adam, great stuff as always. We'll see what the Pirates do this year. No clear-cut ace or big bopper necessarily in the middle of that lineup, but a lot of interesting players, as you mentioned. So we'll see what happens. Thanks for the time as always. Great job, and we'll talk to you again soon. I'm Darwin Zook, and thanks for tuning in on MLB.com Extras.